from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's Tiny House Podcast. I'm Perry. Good morning. This is Michelle. And this is Stephen Tyler. Stephen Tyler's with us today. <laughs> believe it or not. Actually, no, that's Mark. Mark. <laughs> so, Sorry. So, uh, wow, we've had a couple of good shows. Uh, I was out one week and Michelle... That was the best show ever. I know. The woman in the sailboat. I really wanted to be there. Gosh, oh, yeah. That was fun and crazy. Did you guys record the pre... Portion, yeah, the preamble of that show. I don't think we did. Think so. Way, way to like expose our lack of production <laughs> skills while you're gone. That's just who we are. And then the following week, you weren't here, Michelle, and right? so Mark and I had a great interview with an old friend of ours, Kevin Cavanaugh. That was a good show, wasn't it? King of pimps and cocaine. Basically, <laughs> yes, yes. As they, as the audience will hear in this when that show runs live in a few weeks, which they have just heard before this one. Oh, they will. That's right. Because that's we right. Of course. Oh my Jeez. Is this the cannabis production? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We have to clear the smoke out of the studio yeah. from the fire broadcast. Yeah. From the Because <laughs> they record in our studio uh, before we do. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, welcome, listeners. It's good to have you back. Um, we are kicking on the stats, aren't we? Anyway. I think um, so. Yes, we are. Uh, so today we have uh, Joe Everson all the way from Tennessee, who owns Tiny Happy Homes and Tiny Tennessee, Tennessee Tiny, tiny houses. houses. It's a tongue twister to say both of those twister. together. <laughs> Joe, say, almost got it right. Say, say, them both, say them both back to back really fast three times. Tennessee Tiny Homes, Tiny Happy Homes. Tennessee Tiny Homes, Tiny Happy Homes, Tennessee Tiny Homes, Tiny Happy Homes. Get that man some Nice. So, Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I have to start out by saying I, I looked at your your builds at least online. I haven't seen them in person, obviously, but your your builds are really really high quality, and I'm impressed that your your homes are look very much like tiny houses, even though you're a Riva manufacturer, a Riva certified manufacturer. Uh, yeah. Um, well, you know uh, that's what I'm. That's what I've always been taught. If you're going to do something, make sure you do it right. Do it right the first time. So. Um, and I was building tiny homes uh, long before I ever heard of RVIA. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get in? How'd you How'd you start building tiny homes? And and I presume that you're talking about before that you found out about the movement. Exactly. Um, this is uh, at least four or five five years ago. Um, I am not really happy with my job at the time. I was a deputy sheriff for ten years. What? Yeah, um, that's all I ever wanted to do when I was a kid was grow up to be a deputy sheriff. My dad was, so uh, I thought that I mean that that was my dream. And uh, by the time I'm 20 years old, I'm already um, in the class. When I'm 21, I'm a deputy sheriff. So uh, I did that for 10 years before I realized that it wasn't it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and it wasn't quite what uh, I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, I liked. The action and the, and the fighting and the and and the fun stuff, but I didn't like the um, the writing the tickets, the ruining people's days, the bureaucratic stuff, the politics behind it. That stuff is just uh, that's just not for me. So I decided uh, I was wanting to, I was gonna you know um, 
find something else. And one day I was having Thanksgiving dinner at my brother's house and I looked out the back window and he had built his uh, daughter's uh, just a little princess playhouse and a little light bulb went off. And uh, I thought to myself, a little bit bigger than that. And I would live there because wow. I was having trouble paying my, my mortgage on the house that I bought when I was 22 years old for 125000 for a, you know, 1,200 square foot house with a no yard right next to somebody else's 1,200 square foot house with no yard. <laughs> so I, uh, it hit me, you know, how much less expensive uh, life would be without that $1,500 mortgage. Yeah. And uh, that's when I started researching. I, I, I couldn't drive home fast enough to get on the computer to just start looking up stuff. And that's when I uh, seen this guy named uh, Tom out in uh, California that had uh, stole my idea about 10 years earlier. <laughs> Damn it, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> no, it's not Tom. What's his name? Jay, right? Jay Schaefer. Jay. I thought that you were talking about. Yeah, Jay Schaefer. Tom. Tom's Facebook. Jeez. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> So, so where did you, so you must have had, or I should have just asked, did you have construction skills before? Oh, yeah, yes. I, I, um, my granddad had uh, uh, saws and uh, power tools in me and my brother's hands when we were <laughs> barely walking. <laughs> um, he, uh, we spent, you know, almost every summer in Mississippi with him, and we would spend the whole time in the wood shop. Well, by the time I'm 12 years old, I'm getting paid to uh, on the construction site, um, helping my mom, who was a uh, construction cleaner, you know, a lady that came in and cleaned houses up before people moved into them. Yeah. So I got drugged to work with her, and then basically for the next eight years of my life, went through every aspect of that construction field until I was old enough to become a police officer. Wow. So, yeah, I had, had uh, plenty of experience um, well before I, I got into um, tiny houses, unlo- unlike some of some people, uh, some big builders are were you know I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, but you know they were uh, computer guys before, or they were you know this, but no, I've I've been swinging hammers since I was uh, six years old. You must compared to your dream of becoming a sheriff, you must not have liked construction. Well. You don't know, uh, what's it, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I ever wanted to do was be a police officer. So construction was just uh, t- just something to get me till I was 21. That's all it was to me at the time. Um, but, well, you know, and it was my uh, granddad who taught me it all passed away. It was, it was about the, almost the same time. So I kind of just... This is time to move on. I went to a police officer, and then when it just it just wasn't my thing anymore, you know, I felt my heart being pulled back to, uh, to, to construction, and then the tiny house uh, was like icing on the cake. So what was your first build like, and who was it for, and wow. uh, what did you know and not know, and what would you have done better? That's a lot of, that Michelle. was a Michelle question. That was a Michelle question. <laughs> <laughs> now you're channeling Michelle. Yeah. I, I'll just leave now that you get my whole persona going. You just ask all the questions, we can just leave. Right? <laughs> That's funny. Can you That's a good one. Um, let's see here. We've done. So your first build. How how yeah, to go? My first. This, that's a, that right now. That's probably about eighty ago. So. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't. I I, I seriously doubt that there's. 
anybody else in the United States has put their hands on more tiny houses than I have for uh, for people. We've done we're probably about eighty. I would say around eighty one or eighty two right now. Um, Woo. Congratulations! Yeah. That's impressive. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, um, my very first one was uh, a sixteen footer, and I used two foot of it for porch cedar lap wow. siding. On a used trailer, which is the first thing I would have done differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, besides that, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't have actually done anything differently. I mean, um, now I did have have learned tricks and stuff, and 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 stuff to make a, a job go faster. And um, of course, like I said, the used trailer is unless you know about trailers or you take a used trailer to a shop that knows about trailers, you're, uh, what do they say, playing with fire because um, that fair, you know, that first trailer we had to, after the house was com- was finished and I'm like, wow, yeah, it's time to, you know, get this thing, uh, some pictures of it. We noticed that some water spilt while we were cleaning it up and it started rolling to one corner because our trailer wasn't strong enough to oh, hold wow. the house and started bending at the edge. So the whole right. house, we had to, stop everything you know luckily my brother was a welder so we it, it wasn't that big of a that tough of a fix that situation but there when you build 80 houses you talk to a lot of people who, who are building their own houses or have built their own house and need need help so I've heard hundreds of stories you know of what can go wrong and what not to do and what to do. But um, the first build, I would have got a new trailer is the very first thing. Uh, and, um, wow. Uh, so, you know, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I not too much has changed uh, from when I started to what we exactly what we do now. I, um, uh, we... Yeah, we use we, we use thicker trailers. Like I said, I was in construction since I was six years old, so this is not a new, not a you know, not a it's not nothing new to me. I get that, and so um, and I could tell by your answer that it was that there probably has much much changed. But I wonder if the like because when we've talked to other builders, one of sure. the one of the major concerns is um, airflow and moisture in such a small space and building them. Building tiny houses too airtight can cause problems sometimes. And sure. So I was wondering if you if you had any of those problems with your first and second and third builds, or or did you know that right off the bat and have a solution ready for it? Uh, we had planned all that from the beginning. Um, I'm getting some bad feedback over here. Yeah, was, that's what I was worried about. Sure, sure. Maybe turn turn your volume down just a little bit. A little better. Yeah, um, you're fine. Yeah, on our yeah end. We're, we're fine on our end. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, no, uh, we uh, but nowadays we we pretty much foam the in, uh, every attic or every roof that we put in we foam, so you don't have to worry about any of that uh, issues up there. We insulate, um, and not only insulation, but every home gets a uh, at least one vent. You know, an actual fan to circulate. You know, suck air out of the house. Um, so, you know, that's something that we've done since the very first one. You know, uh, when I 
started the business, I hired the best person that, you know, I could think of to help me, which was my brother's father-in-law who'd been building since he was 14 years old. And, you know, he's 60 now. So that's just, uh, something that people in uh, the construction field, most of them wouldn't know before they, um, got into any trouble. Understood. Okay. You know, uh, like I said, if you do it right the first time, you have to go back and and take care of it later. Okay, cool. Measure twice, cut once. Yep, measure twice, cut yep. once. I love your houses. I love your designs. Featured them on my Facebook page, so I appreciate you. Appreciate your, that. Yeah, I appreciate your artistic sort of direction. So what's your spiel? What's your stick? What, like, um, do you design the houses yourself? Do you have a certain mantra? Does every single one have um, you know certain features that are just included just by proxy. Talk a little bit about the variety of your designs and, and um, kind of what's your spiel. Sure. Um, well, what I, from the beginning, I've told every customer I ever have ever dealt with is that I want you, when this is all said and done, to get 100% exactly what you want. So I... In the beginning, I designed my houses because I didn't have customers. Well, now we're booked up, you know, months and months ahead. So if there's not every, how can I say this? Almost everybody, everything that can be done in a tiny house has been done just about. So there's only so many things you can uh, come up with nowadays. Now, mostly customers will come to us and they'll be like, well, this is what I saw on Tiny House Nation, or this is what I saw on, um, Facebook and and they'll just give us a couple pictures and it, it, and that you know that's the design process now nowadays. Um, in the beginning, it was uh, when I was just building them. I just built what I thought would be, and you know, so, and and there were some houses that set for a while in the beginning that didn't sell, you know. Um, but that's because that's the kind of house that I wanted. Yeah. When I started realizing, well, you know, you don't have everybody's taste. Um, build what the customer wants. I finally got a, uh, one of my first customers that did the most exposure for me was a lady that actually, one of the very few homes I've sold, tiny houses here in Memphis. She's like five minutes down the road and her name was Mindy and it was called the Mindy Shoebox and this was back when there was only me and Jay Schaefer. I mean, I'm, when I started this, there was only, uh, there I may have been, um, down in Florida, um, tiny house builders. Maybe is that is that it? Um, come on, guys, you know what I'm talking about. No, not the one in Florida. Flor- a Florida builder. Not the brand new guy, but the one that's been around. He sells trailers. He sells. He's kind of um, uh, what's his oh. name? He was a computer guy before he, he was in the. Sorry, game. we don't. I, I'm horrible blame. with names, anyways. Like you'll be lucky if I remember yours in two days. So. <laughs> But um, well, there was only like seriously, there was three three biz, tiny house right, businesses right, when right. I started mine. There was me, Tumbleweed, and in fact, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. But wow, um, Let's see if I can figure it out for you. Yeah, Austin very very few. Dan LaRouche. Oh, LaRouche. LaRouche. Yes. Okay, there you go. That was that was it. It was me, him, and. Tom, not Tom, Jay Schaefer out in California. That was it yeah. when I started. So, um, 
guess I got off the point. What was I? Where was I going with that? Uh, you were talking about Mindy Box. Mindy's house. Mindy's yeah. House, yeah. Well, yeah. It really it got on the internet. You know, her dad took some really great photos of it, and once those got released, they got a, a whole lot of, you know. Um, because there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a brand new cool tiny house coming out every day. There was, nobody even knew about tiny houses back then hardly. Right. So it got a bunch of internet, you know, um, on all the, you know, uh, blogs and on all the pages. And that's kind of what turned our, uh, turned the business around. And finally, I lost everything starting this business. I put everything into it, lost my uh, house to foreclosure, lost all my savings, moved in um, onto my parents' property. And then, you know, Finally, uh, through, you know, it took us a, a good probably year and a half. Um, some houses set for six months without selling where I was breaking down pilot, pallets, making, you know, uh, Memphis State Tiger signs and stuff, selling them on Craigslist, trying to wow. pay the bills. Right but um, her house finally, you know, kind of kind of put us on the map, and it's kind of been, uh, I don't know what you call it, downhill, from, downhill skiing from there, so... <laughs> So, so how many, how many today, how many houses do you crank out in a quarter, let's say? Um, uh, we, or a year? We usually turn about mm, two to three a month. Two to three a month? Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and you said you have how long, how big of a backlog or a waiting list? We're booked out about four months. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Hey, um, for the, for the listeners, um, the builder that he was talking about is Dan Lush, and the website is tinyhomebuilder tinyhomebuilders.com. Okay. Yeah. And and so how and how much how much on average does your uh, tiny house do your tiny houses go for? I know they're custom builds, and so they yeah they sure. Um, well, a uh, I would say a forty thousand would be um, going to be probably around the average for a I would mm, twenty twenty four footer. And about forty thousand is probably around our average. Okay, maybe forty-five. You know, some of the builders we've talked to have really struggled trying to make their business a going concern financially, and they're they're reorganizing their business to be more about cranking out. Like, just as an example, this isn't accurate, but just as an example, three different styles, and you get to choose the color. For example, oh, um, how are, how are you able to make it for so long? Stay in business and yet offer basically custom builds. Um, well, <laughs> because tell us all your business insider <laughs> yeah. secrets yeah. that no I one will. else knows. I will. I'm, I'm an open book, really. I am. <laughs> uh, it's it's been difficult, and we are in the transition to doing the same thing. Oh, okay. um, not exactly the same thing, but you can only it. It's hard to make it's hard to make a it's hard to make any money pay your guys pay the overhead and and give someone exactly what they want with all the neat stuff and and it's just really hard um so what we what we've done is i have we'll get down to the real nitty-gritty yeah i have basically handed tennessee tiny homes over to my little brother because it became such a what was started is just me wanting to be able to work from my backyard and and, uh, just make a living and 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 be happy and that's what I'm all about it's just trying you know I don't I'm not here to work my life away I'm you know I'm here 
here to enjoy life. So I, uh, it became so, um, so busy and so little, uh, profit to show, um, that I, um, uh, you could I basically had to you know, get on and, uh, Zoloft or whatever, you know, I had to, I had to take a break and I was, uh, just about to, it was just too much for me. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a dreamer. My brother's the worker. So I handed it over to him who had been my foreman for a while. And I have been being able to get back to the me that started it all, which is, um, the guy, the, the dreamer that gets to design new stuff. I've, I've been tearing down barns and making, um, you know, reclaimed tiny houses and stuff like that. Reclaimed ones that are on trailers, kind of like, uh, Texas tiny houses, yeah, but right. on trailers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Stuff doing? that's stuff that gives me, that makes me happy to do. But my brother is going to run Tennessee tiny homes and keep the, uh, Riva or RVIA um, standards, which you can't do that stuff. It, it, they kind of, it almost, when we had to get all, you know, proper, and we were the, besides Tumbleweed, we were the first guys to be RVI certified. Um, and it took so much to do that, um, that that combined with everything else, uh, kind of, like I told you when I left the Sheriff's Department, I don't like really like to be told what to do. Yeah. And that's kind of like almost, this is how you got to do it now. So, me and uh, I had Tennessee Tiny Homes and Tiny Happy Homes because Tiny Happy Homes um, was going to be more of a. Uh, I didn't know how well Tennessee Tiny Homes would go over all over the U.S. and I wanted to be mm-hmm. all over the U.S. So I started Tiny Happy Homes. Well, now what we're doing is he'll keep running Tennessee Tiny Homes. I'm going to Tiny Happy Homes and I'll build whatever the heck I want, whenever I want, however I want, and normally probably it won't be custom I'll be you know if, if somebody wants to buy one that's half done and wants to tell me a couple things sure but it, it'll give me back that freedom and I'll be able to keep the prices down because when you have to check with a, a customer every day on the phone and then you have to change stuff all the time that you know or, or that they change stuff even if you charge them to change stuff yeah that throws you off and so I we're doing the same thing we're we're gonna be he's gonna come up with or I've de- I'm designing three models, maybe even two, possibly. And that's going to be our two standard models, you know, with just very few changes or upgrades like, you know, paint or add another loft or, you know, maybe something like that. But, yes, we're going to have uh, – it, it's, it's the only way we're going to be able to uh, stick around, basically, because if we're just um, – experiencing what other every other even though we're experiencing whatever other builders experience and you know um growing pains how to how to keep up with a uh, market that's becoming so saturated i mean you got a brand new builder every day yeah or two yeah. um yeah so i'm sorry i did want to mention to you that I, I'm, I'm i'm glad that you appreciate that this is a common theme amongst tiny house builders or or frankly, anybody in the tiny house business, you know, the market is 
Um, the market is, you know, um, nobody knows really what the market size is. Um, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon right now. So it makes, oh, yes. so it makes it particularly difficult, even when it comes from a perspective of research and finding out a good quality builder and what differentiates one from the other. And so I, I'm glad that you appreciate that this is a challenge that a lot of builders go through. We, we've interviewed builders also that took trips, you know, to Europe or the Far East. I mean, that was their version of um, wait a minute, what the heck am I doing? Okay, y'all yeah. keep the y'all keep the wheels on the tiny houses, I'll be back in a month. Sure. Um, it's a common theme. Probably wow. I can think of five five people we've interviewed right off the top of my head that have done taken sort of similar time off, what the heck am I doing kind of scenario. So Oh well that surprises me. Yeah, you just get so overwhelmed and so into it and and uh, like you said, then there's the come along lately's that uh that really cloud the waters and, and make it that much more challenging. So, sure. so I appreciate the, your tenacity. Um, I love the tiny happy homes as well. Um, I love the f- flexibility and the, the creativity that the non Reva certified homes provide us. I have a, I have a, of course, self-built non Reva sure. certified house. So beautiful by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I can't imagine having to go by other people's rules. It's just not my shtick. <laughs> Either. Well, it's funny that you that, that we end on that part because most of the builders that we've talked to that I remember are are exactly like you in the sense that they they're really creative people. They're not people who want to go into a rigid manufacturing environment where they have to build the same thing every single time. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I mean, that, that, that's how I feel. So, so I want to I want to change gears and ask you about something that that seems to be um, particular to your tiny houses that I saw when I was looking at your website last night, and that is that you use infrared heaters. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's one of the most. This is and and I'm going to continue with me uh, with me being just straightforward. Please, yeah. There are if if you've noticed, I like I said. I've been around for, for a very long time, and my prices have not went up near as much as you would think. Um, I mean, there's brand new, brand new builders that have built two houses that I build the exact same thing, and they mark theirs for sixty-five thousand, and I sell mine for forty thousand. Mm. How how that is, I I don't know. <laughs> Um, but what ways, and obviously I probably, prices probably should have went up a little more if, you know, and, and, but, you know, I, I'm still got, I was able to take over my, buy my parents' property and house from them, the one that I moved into with all the land, because it was getting too much for them. As business got good, and I built them a tiny house in the backyard. Wow. So, you know, it turned out perfect for us all. But there's only – I can't cut back prices on my tiny houses by buying subpar lumber. I can't – I can't um, put together very, you know, cheaply built, inexpensive trailers – I can't, um, you know, buy the thinnest, cheapest roofing from Lowe's to put on on my roofs. I just can't, in good faith, do that 
when somebody's spending a, a you know a, a large amount of money on something, you know, I want them to be able to. I build my houses for a lifetime. That's I, I, I honestly, I feel that if you take care of one of our homes, it, it'll last, outlast you, and you'll be able to pass it on. And I don't, I don't care if a sixteen-year-old buys one. I feel that if they take care of it. That when they're 70, they can pass it on to their grandkid. I, I feel that way because I don't skip on any of the uh, most important aspects of a tiny home, which is going to be your trailer, your foundation, your hardware, your uh, roof, your windows, your exterior. So that being said, what does that leave somebody who's trying to stay, well, trying to pay their bills, but also trying to make some money? to give their guys bonuses at the, you know, Christmas bonus at the end of the year. Um, where, what do you do to, to do that? And my answer was, well, you know what? Instead of putting in one of these fancy schmancy $1,200 heaters that takes $500 to install, I'll throw in a $65 infrared heater. And if this customer wants to upgrade later, more power to them, I'm giving them something that'll last a lifetime with a cheap heater. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I, I heard this. I heard that those heaters though are pretty good. Yeah, oh, uh, we don't, we, we, we've heard actually really good things about those as a, yeah, not necessarily a cheap fill in. Yeah. But really a good long term solution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're great, but you know, you can get them for, you know, 70, 55 to 155 bucks, you know, at Walmart. So, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that they're they will heat up a house, no problem. Right. But they're not pretty. They, you know, they're not. You know, it's just like I said. There's a, only very few things I'm able to do, and all all of them are basically stuff that, like I said, uh, the heater, the cooktops that we that come standard with our homes. And if I don't know if you have our website up, but with our yeah. our standard prices before any upgrades and stuff. You know, all of our standard prices comes with like uh, the heater, the cooktop, instant hot water heater, everything you need to, you know, sustain yourself, live, wash, use the bathroom, everything you need. No AC. I mean, if you want to add one, of course, we'll add AC. That's not a problem. But to keep the prices as low as possible, my standard models come with, you know, like I said, a, a $65 um, uh cooktop and a $150 heater, but those are things that can easily be replaced or upgraded later, but at least you've got yourself, you know, something that's going to, um, a well-built, uh, tiny home that'll, that'll provide you with a, a roof over your head and uh, keep you warm and keep you dry for the rest of your life. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, Joe, uh, we're, we're all wondering here. Why? Why don't you just raise? Can you not raise your prices? Like I said, um, when they're have you checked out tiny house listings lately? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, well, you there's, know, there's a lot of new builders that come along lately, and they cloud the issue about what does one really cost or what should one really cost to buy. But like some builders, like Abel Zimmerman, they don't give a shit about that. They price sure. it. Sure, 80 they, grand. Yeah, it's 80 right. grand. Yeah, whether your you, houses are beautiful looking, yeah. so people may or may not, I mean, have you experimented with pricing? Have you a little over the last few years? 
Um, we have, you know, uh, we have, um, I am, and I used to tell this to all my customers too. I used to tell them, listen, if you're looking for the most professional guy, most professional person to build your tiny house, that's going to answer the phone every time you call, or if they don't answer, they're going to get right back to you just as soon as they, you know, like instantly, or that, um, you know, if you're looking for the most professional guy, yeah, it's not me. If you're looking yeah, for that's a, a you and Abe. Who has his whole heart into it, uh, that loves what he does, and that's going to make sure when it's said and done, if you leave him alone and you give him the time he needs, <laughs> it's going to last a lifetime. I'm your guy, okay? Yeah. So, um, I, I, again, yeah. I think that's another common theme. How many builders have we talked to that were like, about the guy, oh, my God, the these customers are so high maintenance. Yeah. So yeah. for our listeners out there, don't be high maintenance. <laughs> Chill well, I mean, a little bit. <clears throat> I, see, I see both sides of it, okay? I know that you're spending a lot of money, okay? I know this is a whole lot of money to you. Um, but at the same, at the same, you know, when you go buy a, uh, a BMW, do you get to go to the dude with BMW and talk to him about how you, you know, exactly what you want your BMW to be like? And if you're, you know, I mean, you know, it's at, at some point you have to realize there's only so much that, uh, your builder can do. Um, right. Yeah. And, uh, but like I said, you spend a lot of money and I want you to get exactly what you want, but. It, the way I run mine, and my brother is not like me, and Tennessee Tiny Homes may not be run like this anymore. And it, it, it's probably a good thing because, you know, not being professional, super professional, having tattoos, you know, is uh, not wearing <laughs> a shirt when he comes to your house to drop off your tiny house. <laughs> Stuff like that is just, yeah, it's not for everybody, but that is me, and that's how I'm always going to be. So maybe this could be the my brother handling it. My brother is the is the he's the best person person I know. He you know he is not saying I'm I'm, I'm not a good guy. I'm night. He's day. I'm tatted up. He goes to church every Sunday. Actually, I, actually, I have I do have an idea for you. I think you should actually upcharge for the shirtless delivery. Exactly. Personally, I think you should upcharge so for that crazy. and do the whole tool belt thing. <laughs> And the whole shirtless delivery. That's a good beard. idea. Well, in Portland, tatted, tatted shirtless delivery is kind of expected in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> I just think this is a geography thing, frankly. <laughs> and that's just with the women. <laughs> hey, Joe, we've talked a lot. Obviously, we talked about tiny houses, which makes a lot ton of sense. But tell us about your your family. Tell us about your compound, for lack of a better term. Um and, you know, what do you do? What does your wife do? Do you have kids? You said your parents live in a tiny house in your backyard. Is that lovely? Is it you work with your brother? Certainly all of these dynamics um, take a toll and really have an impact on your business plan and your life as well. So tell us about a day in the typical life of the Everson Ranch. Wow. Um, Where you well, can just say I love them all the time and we'll just go into the next question. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, there are uh, a lot of um, good things working with family, but it's also can be very, 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 very difficult. Um, you know that they've got your back and you can trust them, but at the same time, you they get their feelings hurt much easier. Mm -hmm. um, 
So we have, it's taken me uh, a year at least of working with my brother, my sister, my wife, my mom, my dad. And, oh you know, three of my closest friends, you know, because that's the kind of person I am is like with, if, you know, if I've got something um, going on and I, the, the first person I'm going to turn to to see if, hey, is going to be my family and friends. So when you have all that, that's a lot of drama. 10 people that you care about all depend on you to eat to feed their families, oh, it, man. it's very high stress. Yeah, yeah and uh, especially, yeah, and like I said, when they're, they're your family, it's it's even that much more. So, it fly, after this, all this stuff has very recently happened. But you know, we have finally, after a year and a half of bumping heads, and and you know, we, we've come up with a solution, and that's the you know, my brother will be. Instead of him having to work under me, because I'm, I've got like bad ADD, so I'm all over the place. I'll be on one house, then I'll be like, no, 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 let's go over here. This I got a great idea. Let's jump on this house. And that drives some, it drives some people crazy, and I can see why. So I've got, you know, I took a couple of my buddies that deal with me, that are good with dealing with me like that, and he took the other half, and now we're, you know, we've, uh, uh, you know, my wife, she decided after my sister was hired to go back, you know, so we all work a lot. We all, I've got, and I do not keep all my uh, eggs in one basket. You know, I, I love tiny houses, but with a market like it is and with, a, with, with a, a, you know, 10 new builders opening up every day and 20 houses being put on tiny house listings every day, you just don't know how long that something like this is going to last. So I, I've got a, uh, 19, I think it's a 54 international truck. I'm about to build a house truck on, like Rob Scott out in Australia. I've got um, a shipping container that I've just started cutting up to uh, build a shipping container house. I've got the um, 28 acres that I bought uh, with no minimum size restrictions that we're going to develop into a, uh, a tiny house community with like one house per acre with a group um a big, huge barn, reclaimed barn, uh, uh, what do you call it, playroom or house, guest house, but, you know, where you got your big screen TV and your pool tables and stuff, common room. That's cool. Right. That's yeah. cool. Um, uh, we've got, I mean, just... Where are you in that project? Like he holds paying off the property. What property? You, you pay, got the property. I'm paying off the 20 acres. That's what I'm doing right now. Right. I, I, I got a good deal on it at uh, 0% interest, owner... Uh, financed, and I've got about another uh, year and a half to get it paid off. Um, maybe you know, if stuff slows down, I might you know jump on it and start doing something. But right now, I'm really o- I only have the money to put to it to just pay it off. Wow. Do you have people interested in living on the property, though? Oh goodness so- gracious! Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of small already, a couple of very private small. Um, I guess you could call them tiny house villages here and around town. We've kept we've kept really private just because of the you you tell somebody you got a tiny house village, there'll be people pulling in daily, knocking on uh, knocking on you know these customers' doors who are just wanting to that simple life, you know. Yeah. So we've already Note got to a, listeners don't yeah. do drive bys <laughs> when you hear yeah. this podcast. Don't do drive bys. Joe, yeah. how, much, how much are you planning to charge people to live on that thing? Um, well, right now, our the couple 
the couple of um, the two ones we have with like I believe three tinies on each. Um, each comes with uh, approximately five acres for three tiny houses. You know, it's shared property. Um, it's three fifty with utilities included. Wow, and and that includes the person bringing their own tiny house, or you provide them a tiny house for three. That's that's when I build them a tiny house and they want a place to stay. Oh, I, I see. Um, now, when the village opens up, and uh, you know, I don't know. It depends on how the laws and stuff go with all this. RVIA certification right now that's all we take it's all I put on any of my property is because that's I mean not only that's because what I built but that's because I know that it was done right and I don't want you know my 10 acres on fire from a a gas explosion you know and and any you know I just so we keep them um, right now uh, don't have any spots open right now but I do have um Rotating spots come open every once in a while, and it's three fifty. Uh, that's with your, you know, you bring your own, and that includes all utilities and hookup. And what I did is the same thing I did with my first tiny house. I looked at what, um, I keep forgetting, Jay Schaefer was charging, and I cut it about in half, and and marked it. You know, he was charging sixty thousand back then for a, a sixteen footer. I sold, I listed mine, my very first home, for thirty thousand, thinking it would sell like you know, a hot cake, but no one knew me. They only, this is back when there was only tumbleweed. Right. So no one knew me. They weren't going to pay me $30,000 for a house. They would rather pay him 60, I guess. But I finally sold it. I lost money on it, but at least I got some money back to start my next one. So I did the same thing with this lot rent. I called around to the RV parks around here. Most of them were like 450, 550 and did not include electricity. So I said, you know what? 350, uh, I'll, I'll include the electricity. We'll see how it goes, and and it seem it seems to be going okay. You know, people it, not making a killing. You know, house tiny house normally on average is going to run you around a hundred dollars a month probably. Um, you know, uh, if you got a decent sized fridge in there, air conditioning stuff like that. So after it's all said and done, I take care of all the property, garbage and stuff like that. You know, there's I'm, I'm not in it to get rich. I'm just. Uh, I like I like tiny houses. I like the movement, and I, you know, I people need places to park them. Right on. Well, that's really cool. Um, so we're pretty much out of time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for being with us. You, your stories are fantastic, and <laughs> I really love your builds. And it sounds like you're you and your brother are planning to stick around for a while by reorganizing your organization. So that's really cool. Man, I should appreciate it. Thanks for um, having me on, and uh, maybe I'll. Call me back in a couple of months and we'll see what's going on from there because uh, I'd like to um, get the uh, word out about a uh, charity that we've started and that we're uh, trying to get going. We funded it so far all of ourselves and uh, it's, for, it's called Tiny Homes of Hope. It's for um, abused women and children and um, we're um, hoping to expand into um, homeless veterans but housing temporary housing for people to get on their feet, you know, um, even, uh, work programs where we've already started this past Christmas. I, I do we have five, do we have two more minutes for yeah, a story? Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. This past, well, last Christmas I drove around, you know, and in the spirit of Christmas, I was looking, 
driving around Memphis looking for a homeless person to put in one of the tiny houses, one of my rentals that no one was in at the time, you know, just to give them a place to stay for a week, feed them, stuff like that. Right. Well, I couldn't even find one. I found them, but they just wanted money or, or alcohol, right? Yeah, yeah. So I gave some dude my uh, my big ski jacket that I happened to have on and just caught it quits. That was two winters ago. Well, this last Christmas... Um, I was going to do the same thing, and I got a phone call from the lady who we rescued um, Great Danes with that um, there was a guy downtown, homeless, with a dog, and he never asked for any money. He just asked for work, and um, when she saw somebody, gave him a, like a, a sandwich one time, and he gave like more of it to his dog. So I said, where is this guy? I drove down there. I got him, um, put him up, and now not only does he have a house that he's, he's renting or paying off as he rents, um, he, he works for me and, you know, so it's, it's, it seems like something that I think could, we could do again, you know, like it's something that could work, you know, homeless person, they work, you give them a place to stay and they could pay off their home, you know, like a, almost like a, what you call it, lease to purchase a home or something. Yeah. But so, um, lots of stuff going on. Uh, and, uh, I had a blast and, uh, if you guys want to call me again, I will accept. We're definitely going to call you back. We yeah. can talk about that, and we can talk. We definitely want to talk about the community you're planning. The community, to yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, like I said, it's kind of slow. That's just getting paid off right now, but that's big stuff's going to happen with that. And uh, uh, this probably won't be on for a while, but y'all make sure y'all check in here in just, I guess, two days or three days. I'll be on Tiny House Nation for our one of our houses. All right. Cool, cool. Right. Check it out. Yay! Thank you so much for your time, and uh, this was a blast. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Have, have fun, y'all. Yeah, Thanks. and tune in next week, listeners. We'll be talking with Kai Rotchek. Kai Rotchek. I can't get that person's name right. Is that the loan shark? It's the, yeah, yeah. Tanya House Lending. Oh, I mean, lending. I mean, I'm sorry. Tanya House Lending. Yeah, we'll be talking with him next week. So tune in next time. See you, listeners. See you, Bye, listeners. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if you remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. 